Hello, and welcome to the Remember the Girls podcast. I'm Taylor Kane, the founder and executive director of Remember the Girls and a carrier of a rare disease called X-linked adrenal leukodystrophy, or ALD for short. Remember the Girls is a nonprofit organization founded in 2017 with a mission to support and advocate for female carriers of X-linked genetic disorders. Our sole purpose is to provide collaboration, education, and growth to our community and spread awareness of X-linked women patients and their symptoms to the world of medicine and genetics. We do this by sharing our personal journeys with you along with many other brave women. Julia is a licensed social worker who currently works as a mental health therapist in a community mental health setting. As a social worker, she is driven towards advocacy and as a carrier of Fragile X syndrome, she is acutely aware of the challenges carriers face. Julia's brother was born when she was five years old. When she was eight years old, she learned that she and her mother were carriers and her brother had Fragile X syndrome. When Julia was in middle school, she experienced clinical depression and anxiety, which she learned were common traits in carriers of Fragile X syndrome. This was the beginning of her journey to discover how Fragile X could affect carriers in a much bigger way than just needing expanded reproductive options. Julia does advocacy by writing about her journey as a carrier and as a person with disorders common in Carriers for the Mighty, a disability advocacy website. It was through her writing that she became connected with a member of the girls and continues her journey with them. As Fragile X syndrome is the leading genetic cause of autism, Julia also has an interest in advocacy and research around autism. She served on the Tuscaloosa Junior Board of the Autism Society of Alabama for a term. She also presented autism research during a poster session at the Alabama Counseling Association Conference as an undergraduate student. Julia, welcome and hello. Um, I will open up the space for you to share your journey here now. Um, share Obviously, we, we talked a little bit about your story, but you can speak more about how you found out you were a carrier and what your journey has been like um, since that point. Sure. Um, well, I mean, you pretty much summed it up. Um, I found out that, um, well, my brother was born when I was five. Um, and when I was eight years old, we traveled to Denver, Colorado, um, to the children's hospital there, um, where the foremost expert in, um, in Fragile X Syndrome, Dr. Rondi Hagerman, was located at the time. Um, I think she's still there or roundabouts there. Um, but um, that's when we got tested. I acutely remember getting the blood test, the blood drawn for the blood test um and uh just watching my brother's um evaluation um at that time um but i didn't really it wasn't communicated to me that i was a carrier um until we had gotten home um and i remember the conversation very well it was in a, a lounger of 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 like chair in our living room um, and my mom was sitting there and I climbed in her lap and she told me, um, you know, about how she was a carrier and my little brother had fragile X and that meant that I was a carrier and um, what that meant for me that I would have children who could possibly be affected by fragile X. And at the time, you know, I was, I was eight. And so I just said, well, I just want fragile X babies like you, mommy. Um, not really understanding what that entailed until as I grew, um, 
you know, watching my mom um, care for my brother, advocate for my brother um, in the school system and in life in general. Um, we were very blessed. My brother had a great support system. Um, his friends at school, he had so many friends at school. He was more popular than I ever was um, at school. Um, he grew up being the, um, the manager for the baseball team and the football team um, at his high school, um, starting in middle school. Like he just, he did a lot um, and was very involved in the community. And that was such a blessing to get to see. Um, but we also went to Fragile X conferences where I saw individuals who were not as high functioning as my brother um, and realized that, you know, there's the possibility that I have children that are very, very low functioning that do have autism and um, behavioral problems that are really common with kids with fragile X. Um, so when um, when I got engaged um, in college or right after college, um, my um, fiance asked my dad's permission at a Fragile X conference. They actually went to a father's for Fragile X kind of um, gathering um, and right, the perfect place to ask for my hand in marriage, right? But um, later on down the road, about six months later, he broke it off um, saying that he was not okay with the fact that our kids might not be normal, which was heartbreaking for me. Um, because it, it's such a part of who I am um, and who my family is. Um, he knew about my Fragile X from day one. I've never hidden it from anybody that I'm in a relationship with. My brother is such a huge part of my life. Um, and why would I hide it? Um, it's, it's a part of who I am. And so that was heartbreaking for me. Um, eventually I did get married um, to um, my wonderful husband who is so understanding. Um, we have flip-flopped on the idea of having kids. Um, we can't really afford to do um, the pre-implantation testing and, and all of that stuff that goes with that. Um, so right now we're kind of stalled on that, but he's always been of the idea that it, it doesn't matter if we want to just have kids and roll the dice, he is okay with it. Um, and that's the kind of support that you really need, um, especially in a marriage to someone with an excellent genetic disorder. Um, more recently, um, since I've been married, or no, since I've been with my husband, but not since we've been married, um, I found out that I have psoriatic arthritis and fibromyalgia, um, along with a number of other things. Um, and I found out that these are also linked to Fragile X. So not only do I have the um, FACSAND, which are the Fragile X associated neuropsychiatric disorders, um, but I also have, you know, the autoimmune disorders, the migraines, the chronic pain conditions that so frequently come with Fragile X. And so that has been part of my journey as a carrier as well is really learning about how Fragile X affects me as a carrier where we, I, I, that wasn't part of my education when I was eight years old, um, you know, that, or even growing up as a teenager, it wasn't something that I learned um, until after seventh grade when my mom said, 
you know, it sounds like you're suffering from depression. I have depression too. It's part of Fragile X. But even then, we didn't understand the physical components of that. High blood pressure is common with Fragile X carriers um, and a whole number other of problems. Um, and so that's kind of what led me to be a part of Remember the Girls is because Remember the Girls is really advocating about the fact that we are affected by so many other things besides our ability to procreate and, and have boys who are affected by these um, excellent genetic disorders. Thanks so much, Julia. Yeah, that was a great overview and, and super informative. Um, and I'm so glad to hear, you know, that you have your husband now who's incredibly supportive because as you said, you know, that that is something that's important to a carrier's life is having that person that's that's there for you in your relationship that you can talk to about these things and, you know, talk about what your future will look like together. Yeah, and it's something we're so fearful of, right? To, to be rejected on that basis. But I'm here to tell you that it happens and you can live through it and you're better off without them. Yeah. So jumping into a few questions that we have that we ask all of our interviewees. Um, in just a few simple words, what does being a carrier of Fragile X mean to you? So, it used to mean being different when I was a kid. Um, and it meant being a sister to my very special brother. Um, as I got older, it came to mean that there is a permanent obstacle in my way to happiness, to marriage, to my then fiance and to having children with him. But now it is a lens through which I can understand my experiences and a door into a community and a call to activism. Love that, thank you. Uh, what is something you wish more people knew about carriers or fragile X? So I, I wish people knew about the struggles that are unique to being a carrier and not just those struggles that directly relate to a carrier's relationship to their affected family member, although that's really important too. Um, but it's the symptoms I experienced, the facts and, which I mentioned was fragile X associated neuropsychiatric disorders like depression and anxiety and mood disorders. The FEX POI, which is fragile X pre-ovarian insufficiency, um, fragile X associated diminished ovarian reserve, which I just found out that I have. And oh my gosh, the emotional reaction um, to that was surprisingly strong, even though I'm at a point where maybe we're not going to have kids. Um, autoimmune disorders like my psoriatic arthritis, fibromyalgia, other chronic pain-related disorders, migraines, FAXTAS, which is the Fragile X tremor and ataxia syndrome, orthopedic problems like back pain, which they think is associated to um, soft tissue um, and our flexibility um, as Fragile X carriers. And I have so many of these disorders that research shows is related to my Fragile X syndrome, but my doctors don't recognize it as Fragile X associated. Um, I'm in Alabama and the closest Fragile X doctor, I think is maybe in Atlanta. Um, at least the last time I investigated it was, it may be farther. Um, and so it's, it's hard for me to see a doctor that actually um, understands exactly how these disorders are related to my fragile X. Yeah, that's incredibly frustrating. And I've definitely heard from a lot of people in the rare disease community how 
you know, by living in certain states or certain parts of the country, it just makes it all the more difficult to be able to, you know, meet with a specialist um, because they're usually on like the East Coast or the West Coast. And it just makes it all the more difficult for, for people who are living in different parts of the U.S. or, of course, other places in the world um, who don't have specialists yeah, like, I mean, in the whole country. Just to get diagnosed, I mean, my brother had the blood um, test here um, in Alabama with his um, pediatrician, but we couldn't get like the official evaluation and diagnosis and diagnosis as family members until we went to Denver and we were living in Alabama at the time. And, you know, with a three-year-old and an eight-year-old, that is quite a trek um, for a family to make um, for, for medical purposes. So. And also super expensive as well. Yeah. So our next question, um, have you been involved in any research efforts for Fragile X carriers? So I have. Um, the first and really in person, um, only the one time, but this was when I was eight um, and we were in Denver and they were having a research study on Fragile X and Fragile X carriers, those affected and, and carriers. Um, and basically, um, I had an MRI done um, and they were studying the, um, the electro, the electric, whatever in the brain um, that happens that's different with Fragile X. Um, it was really interesting. It was interesting to talk to the guy. Um, you know, I don't remember a whole lot about it because I was eight. I don't remember a whole lot about what the research was on, but I just, I remember getting the MRI done um, and it was kind of my first experience with an MRI. Um, and um, it was, it was interesting. Since then, um, I've done things online um, that are like surveys um, that I've, I've, I'm always looking out, looking for, seeking out, um, because I think it's so important to be a part of research. Um, you know, my mom always tells me that when she dies, she wants um, to be donated to science. She wants her body donated to science. And I think that that's such a valuable thing because I mean, how many, you know, scientists get to really study the fragile X brain post-mortem. So, um, you know, I think in any way that we are able to, I think that research is so important. Um, but that just, that may also, I may be partial to that as an academic myself, you know, having a master's and having an interest in research since I was young, so. Yeah, that's great to hear that you've been able to be involved in that you know, you participate in basically whatever you can when new surveys come online. Um, obviously, I think a lot of us wish, you know, from different X-linked diseases, all wish that there was more things that we could be involved in. Um, but I think our community is very like doing whatever we, whatever is open to us. Yeah, again, you know, with all the professionals being at different parts of the United States, 
Um, you know, the, the closest ones I've been able to find that I would be willing to do, except for, you know, I have to work, um, are like in the Washington DC area or the Chicago area. Um, I mean, not even as close as Atlanta. So, you know, Atlanta is at least a six hour drive from here. I could probably make that, but, um, but, you know, when you go farther out, it's just, it's impossible to get time off of work and, um, and all of that stuff that goes with that. Definitely. Although hopefully, um, soon because of my health challenges, um, I recently had to go to part-time, um, at work and I'm looking to probably file for disability before the end of this year for, um, insurance purposes. Um, I'm, I don't have insurance right now working part-time and with a complicated medical background like I have, you have to have insurance. So maybe, you know, once I'm on disability and have more time, um, I, I would be able to participate in those types of things. I would love to be able to do that. Um, but, you know, maybe down the road, um, maybe when I'm retired one day, we'll see. <laughs> That's great. Um, Question number four, uh, what challenges do you think our future will hold as carriers and what do you hope for the future of Fragile X carriers? So I think that we will continue to see the same challenges that we do now in the future, unfortunately. Um, difficulty getting treatment for our symptoms, affordable reproduction options, and appropriate and affordable support solutions in helping carriers care for their affected loved ones. Um, you know, I mentioned the lower, the lower functioning fragile Xers. Many lower functioning affected fragile Xers have a lot of behavioral problems that need significant supports, um, even out of home placements sometimes. And that's expensive and difficult to obtain. Um, so I hope that in the future we have the resources um, to put towards these needs um, because they are so vital. Definitely, that's a great response. Um, if you could go back to before you knew you were a carrier, before it all began, uh, what would you tell yourself? Well, you know, I was eight. Um, I don't think that there's anything that I would tell myself different. I think that I'm, I'm really happy with the way that I learned about it. I'm happy with the age that I learned it. You know, I was young, but I was also very mature for my age. Um, and I got to grow up with it and adjust to it as I grew. So as my maturity level grew, I was able to have my eyes opened even more and have that understanding of Fragile X opened even more. Um, and so I, I, I don't think I would change a thing. Um, I think that the if I could go back, I would tell my mom some things. Um, you know, I would, I would get her more informed about the different ways that fragile carriers are affected. Um, you know, she didn't, she wasn't diagnosed with depression and anxiety um, until my brother was diagnosed with fragile X syndrome, and the doctors were like. By the way, um, a, a lot of carriers have depression and anxiety. Um, and that was when she was first diagnosed with it. Um, and it's, it's difficult to grow up with a parent who is suffering from depression. Um, 
or any mental health problems. And so, you know, to get her the attention that she needed, but also so that she would have the support for me as I grew and was diagnosed with migraines. You know, I was in elementary school when I had my first migraine and my mom had migraines and we never knew that it was associated with Fragile X. Um, but migraines have a very strong association with Fragile X carriers. Um, and so just being able to put that, put those disorders in perspective um, kind of helps you accept that you are experiencing these things. Um, because if you've already accepted that this is part of who you are, a being a carrier is part of your identity, um, then seeing all the other things that come along with being a carrier's, it's, it's a lot easier to accept that you're experiencing them and not be as, as angry and frustrated that you are experiencing these things. Because I, let me tell you, when I was first diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, I, I was diagnosed after a fall and I sprained my shoulder. Um, which triggered an autoimmune response. And within days, I couldn't walk. Um, all of my joints were swollen two, three times their, their size, um, their normal size. And I couldn't walk. I ended up uh, using a walker eventually, and then eventually cane. And with appropriate treatment, um, I, was, I was able to get off of all of that. Um, except for occasionally, I still use them. But there's so much anger and, and uncomfortable feelings that you don't understand why this is happening to you. Um, and at least if I had known that it was part of Fragile X, I would have known that why, you know? Um, and maybe that would have saved me a little pain. Yeah, I think so many women in our group who are symptomatic can definitely relate to that. Um, and that's so unfortunate that your mom went, you know, so long with suffering from these mental health issues that never really got recognized until she found out that she was a carrier. Um, are there variants associated with different severities of Fragile X? Like, could you predict or assume that your children um, would be the same severity as yourself? So, um, Fragile X is associated with a genetic deficiency in the CGG repeats, um, which I believe is cyanine, guanine, guanine, um, which are part of your DNA um, and RNA. Um, and individuals with Fragile X syndrome have an elevated number of CGG repeats. Um, Past a, a certain number, you are a carrier, and then past a number past that, you are uh, affected. Um, and those numbers change when they're passed down. Um, so I may have more CGG repeats than my mom does. I may have less than my mom does. Um, how many CGG repeats you have is not necessarily an indicator for how many your children will have. Um, when I talk about the medical problems associated with Fragile X, um, with Fragile X carriers, um, they find that 
there is actually a middle ground number that is most associated with those um, disorders. So it's not like if you're on the high end of CGG repeats as a carrier, you're more likely to have these. And it's not the low end, it's, it's a middle ground, which is really surprising. You would think it would be the more that you have, the more problems you would have, but that's not the case. Um, as far as being affected and your number of CGG repeats, if the number of CG, if the higher number of CGG repeats mean that means that you're lower functioning, that I'm not aware of. Um, I I just don't know a whole lot about that, um, and so I couldn't not tell you. It, I mean, it, it stands to reason that likely the higher number of CGG repeats, the more severe your symptoms once you're affected will be. Um, but I'm not 100% on that. So I don't wanna say that confidently, um, but I did think it was interesting about carriers and being affected. Um, and, but I do know that the number of CGG repeats morphs within generations. Um, another interesting factoid um, about Fragile X, um, you technically, your children have a 50-50 chance of inheriting your gene. Um, but research has found if you have one child who is affected by Fragile X, whether a carrier or affected, the likelihood that your next children that you have will be affected is greater. Um, and they don't know why that is, um, because technically all of your children should have a 50-50 chance. Um, but once you have one that is affected, like I was a carrier, and so my little brother is affected. Um, I had a stillborn sister who was born between me and my brother. She was likely a carrier or affected. Um, we know this because when she was born, she had a cleft palate, which is common in Fragile X. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, really appreciate your openness. And I'm sure, you know, our, our group members do as well and can relate to your story. Um, to end this conversation, I would love for you to give me your one word. So when you think of Remember the Girls and the future uh, for carriers of X-linked disorders, what is the first word that comes to mind? You know, I thought long and hard about this. Um, and I thought, you know, hope or, um, you know, hard work or a bunch of different things, but ultimately I landed on progress. That's a good one. Yeah, and I think especially since, you know, you've been in the Fragile X world since you were eight years old, I feel yeah. like you have definitely been able to watch like how things have changed positively for carriers. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, there's still a long way to go, um, but I, I definitely think that we do have to appreciate what has changed and what is continuing to change and what we're all working towards. Mm -hmm.